The last time we recorded, I think, was November of 2019. And we didn't even post it, which is my fault. I really dropped the ball on that. So I'm sorry, Emily. That's okay. Our our lives in November versus our lives now, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing, the difference. The difference is absolutely jaw-dropping I would say I know and we were both so busy so I can't I can't blame you at all because we were working insane hours not to mention auditioning every day all day yeah just all of the things coupled together made for like no time but we're here we're so here now. welcome back everybody to, to what is this called again? broke broke actors actors talking, talking. <laughs> what is this called again? <laughs> wow, if that didn't describe this entire year. <laughs> I realized something right before we started recording that it's been almost a year, I, I think. Almost exactly a year since we recorded our first podcast. Because I got done with Bronco Way at the end of June, and we recorded it on my last night in Kalamazoo and I bet must have been the end of June and it's almost the end of June now ah where did June go but also I guess this podcast is now just gonna be like a one-year release like once a year you get to hear our voices (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have to do better on content development (laughs) well we're lucky because now we have all the time in the world to make it happen oh my god so much time more time than I ever wanted to have. So yeah, um, Emily and I were recording when we were living in our respective cities. Emily was in Chicago and I was in New York and we would record every couple months or so. And then as we said before, our lives were super crazy. But right now I am currently quarantining for about another month or so at my parents in Michigan. Um, and then I will be going back to New York in a few weeks to reunite with my beloved city and my beloved roommates as well. And that's really it for my quarantine story. What about you, Miss Emily? Well, as Megan said, the last time we recorded, I was in Chicago and I left Chicago a little bit earlier than Megan. Um, and I came home to Texas, which is where I am now and where I have been for the last couple months. And unfortunately, because of how bad the situation is getting here, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. But it looks like for the near future, I don't have any definite plans to go back to Chicago. But I'm working on that. So hopefully sooner rather than later, I will be back in Chicago. But I think a lot, as, as a lot of people... Also in my same boat would say there's no there's no plans. <laughs> there's no definite plans for anything. So I, I don't know. There was a conversation Megan and I had like a week before everything shut down where I, I had just gone to the grocery store and my dad called me earlier that day. He was like, You need to go get groceries right now and I was like, Okay, geez dad, get off my back. Like I'll get to the grocery store when I get to the grocery store and he was like, No, you need to go today. So I went to the grocery store and I saw it was like when it was the panic buying phase, it was like when everybody was buying out the grocery store, there's like no cans or bread left. Uh, but there was a lot of there was a lot of fresh produce. So anyway, and then I called you and I was like, Megan, I think it's gonna be really bad. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> and I said 
And then you were like, I, you said something like, everybody's just overreacting. And I, like, if I listen to the, if I hear the word coronavirus one more time, I'm gonna be angry. Yeah. And uh, that, but that was, going to the grocery store, that was what did it for me. That was when I knew we were in for a fun time. Yeah, well, similarly, <laughs> after this conversation where I ignorantly said to Emily, like, this is not going to be a big deal, like, we're going to be fine. I had gone to Target with my roommate, Alyssa, and it was something out of like a horror movie or something we were in target and everybody was in a panic just like clearing shelves like we couldn't even buy tampons because they were all gone (laughs) and we're looking around all of like the pasta is gone the frozen foods are gone like everything that you would need to make it through an apocalypse was like completely wiped out so then we go to check out in line and people are just clearly panicked and then all of a sudden everyone's phones go off. Anybody who has like an iPhone gets like the Amber Alert sound and it's like Mm -hmm. shutting down. Everybody, you need to go home. And we looked at each other and we were like, holy shit, like this is happening. And then that's when that became real. Yeah, it was like the scariest moment I had lived through in New York up until that point. I didn't know the Amber Alert thing. That's that's like straight out of a horror movie. And it was even scarier because like everybody's phones were going off at the same time. So it was just like an overwhelming blast of the Amber Alert sound with this alert on the phone that was like, you need to go home. And that was wild. When they make the coronavirus movie, coronavirus, the movie, um, is what I imagine it being titled. Right. I feel like that's going to be the, the like opening shot of the credits. Or not the credits. The, the trailer sequence is just going to be that scene that you're describing. That's terrifying. I didn't know that that happened to you. I think I would have just, that would have been it for me had that had I been in that situation, I would have been like, yep, this is the end. Well, people in Michigan like asked me, like, you were in New York, like, what was it like? And I was like, oh, I straight up thought that we were going to die. My mind just shoots back to that moment. It really felt like the end of the world. Yeah. I remember that later that day, uh, one of my friends and I had plans to go see a show. And I remember calling my dad being like, should we go? I feel like maybe we shouldn't be around crowds. And then the show got canceled because that was the day that everything got canceled. And so instead I went to another grocery store downtown and that one was even worse than the one in my neighborhood. And it was a Whole Foods. And I didn't think, you know, like the Whole Foods crowd would be the kind to panic. But everyone in the store, it was the weirdest energy. Everyone was like buying out Whole Foods. And I was just there trying to buy, like, a dinner. And then we ended up later that night going out to a drink, like, a drinks place. A drinks place? A bar. Emily, it's called a bar. We, <laughs> we went out to this, like, really chill bar in her neighborhood. And then we were, like, it was just so surreal. It was like we were in an apocalypse movie and we just kept washing our hands a bunch of times. This was before people realized that it's basically completely airborne transmission. So we were like, anytime you touch something, go wash your hands. And it was just, it was weird. That was my apocalypse movie scenario, was going to a restaurant and there's only like, there were only like 10 people in this bar restaurant. And it's a, it was a big, it was a big restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was weird to see it so empty on like a Friday night 
and everyone, you know, we were like, anytime we touched a doorknob, we just immediately went to the bathroom, and I think I used up my entire bottle of hand sanitizer, like, that night, and that was the last time that I went to a restaurant, was that night, because then everything closed down, and since then, I have not been to a restaurant. Remember when going to a restaurant was like a fun and safe activity and now you're basically risking your life going to a restaurant? Girl. Because you can't wear a mask. That is one of the things I miss most about like regular life was meeting up with your your little posse and just enjoying a meal and drinks together and it just not being an issue. So many things I took for granted about like breathing. (laughs) Why do we use our mouths so much? You know, like why couldn't we just use our our face holes less? Right. We wouldn't have as much of a problem as we're having right now. So what is something that you miss the most now that we're in quarantine and with the state of the world as it is? Mm, I frequently think about this. Um, Yesterday I went for a walk. And I thought about this question probably the entire time I was on this walk. Um, restaurants, that's a big one. I, but honestly, no, the one I miss the most, because there's a Barnes & Noble, I swear to you, five blocks away from me. Normally, I'd be, I'd be hitting up that Barnes & Noble, like, weekly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, I'm like, I haven't been inside of a bookstore. I don't even remember when was the last time I went in a bookstore. It must have been a couple weeks before the pandemic happened because there's a bunch of really cute little indie bookstores in my neighborhood in Chicago and I used to walk down there all the time and just go inside and look around. So it's probably been about four months since I've been inside a bookstore and bookstore is just my happy place. It, it always smells really nice. Some of them have coffee shops and that makes it smell extra good. But like books in general just smell good and then coupled with coffee. Ugh. That is actually such a good thing to miss. Wow, that sounds heavenly. Ever since college, when I would get overwhelmed, I would just go to the bookstore. Um, and it's a habit that has carried on into my adulthood. And it, it's also like taunting because it's so close to me. I mean, I can walk there and it's not even a long walk. It's like a 15 minute walk to this really nice, beautiful Barnes and Noble. And I know that, you know, I also love supporting small bookstores, but I, I gotta say I love Barnes and Noble. That is one big corporation that I, I would support. I hope they haven't done anything terrible because then I don't want to sound really ignorant, but assuming that they haven't done anything terrible, I, I would support that corporation. I hope so too, because I completely agree. Like the vibe of just walking into a Barnes and Noble is just like, uh, uh, it's like it's lovely. the weight of the world lifts off of your shoulders for a second. And then you can just like enjoy being with books. That's, that's what I miss the most. And then restaurants is a close second, specifically brunch. I know that makes me so basic, <laughs> Uh, but but brunch I was our say, thing. It was in college, you guys. Our group was like founded. Like we became friends because we would go out to brunch together. And it was always like a large group uh, of us. It was rarely two people going to grab brunch. We got the whole gang together. Oh yeah, no, it was never. It was never two people. It was always like. You, you, it was like putting out the bad signal. You want to go get brunch? Everyone shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after a night of partying. Everybody, like, 
wipe the sleep <laughs> out of their eyes and wherever we are sleeping yeah. some people are on the floor some people are on the couch people are emerging from their bedrooms <laughs> and then there's always somebody that's like want to get brunch and brunch? everybody's like yeah let's get brunch oh god it was it was part of the ritual it was like you go out and then with the expectation of the next morning <laughs> gonna go get brunch and Kalamazoo where we went to college I gotta say the brunch scene is legit yeah I mean quality quality I mean shout out to crow's nest the OG crow's nest uh yeah the other day my dad we were making breakfast and he just he was reaching in the refrigerator and then he just kind of paused and he went you know what I could do with some Kalamazoo brunch right now. <laughs> I almost <gasps> cried. <laughs> See, even like the parents of the Bronco students were mm-hmm. were aware of the incredible epic brunch scene that was available in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So Megan, what do you miss most about things that previously used to be safe and fun and now are life threatening? Okay, so I was talking to, I think it was Matt about this, and he was like, I just miss Shakespeare's. And an overwhelming, yeah, like an overwhelming wave came over me, and it just threw me back to our nights at the bars. Like, whether it was Shakespeare's or just grabbing. Shakespeare's. Yeah, (laughs) Shakespeare's. I thought you meant like William Shakespeare. I was like, he's been dead for like. (laughs) 500 years. Okay, I guess I needed some context for that. Shakespeare's is a bar in Kalamazoo, and it's not a fabulous bar, but, like, that's just where the gang... It was our cheers. Yes, it was cheers and also karaoke night. Like, we were always there, saying our hearts out. And then, like, even just grabbing a beer at Hopcat on the patio Mm. with some, like, Mm -hmm. cheese fries... Or even, like, picture night at Waldo's. Like, I'm just missing the bar scene. Yeah, I I would agree. Going out, like, having a, one, having a reason to go out, two, like, getting dolled up, and then three, the act of going out, the combination of those things, I miss that a lot. Here's a question that I I certainly have been doing a lot of this, and I want to hear your thoughts of, like, what have you been reading? What have you been watching? What have you been doing to entertain yourself that you weren't doing pre-pandemic that have just been nurturing you in this time of spending a lot of time at home? I finally finished Michelle Obama's memoir, uh, Becoming, and our dear friend Patrick had gifted this to me at Christmas like two years ago so it took me two and a half years to get through I'm very sorry Michelle I'm such a procrastinator (laughs) but it was a lovely book and it brought me a lot of peace during quarantine and then I binged watched Avatar The Last Airbender because it's truly one of the best shows ever and I highly recommend it I'm gonna start it tonight I'm so excited girl curl up with some popcorn and your favorite drink and just enjoy it is a treat and then Emily and I are also working on The Artist Way it's a 12-week program where you just do a lot of internal work and reflection and that has brought me a lot of clarity just like getting to know myself better and seeing how I want to proceed once this is all over and what interests me now and honestly like that's about it like I've just been throwing myself into my artist way work and revamping my rep book and my website and stuff like that just so that I'm ready to go once the rest of the world is ready to go so what about you well I've been I've definitely been reading more 
now that I have more time to because normally I I read in the morning while I'm having breakfast and I read at night before I go to bed but I don't really read during the day so now I just give myself more time to read in the morning at breakfast because I don't have to commute or go anywhere and I give myself more time to read before bed because again I don't have to commute or go anywhere so there's more time for morning routine and an evening routine you know just getting back into that and and realizing how much I love to read and truly I think I am just like an insatiable reader and I, I always need to be reading something. It's just a very calming activity for me. So I've been reading a lot of different things. I started with some series that I read in high school that I really loved and it was nice to return. That was what I read like at the beginning, very beginning of this. It was nice to return to something that I loved. It was very comforting. But since May 25th, I really have been trying to read books that are educating me on my privilege and on race relations in America and learning about things that I I was ignorant of, but I don't want to be in that position anymore. I want to be a better ally, so I've been reading a lot of books about white supremacy, race relations, books by BIPOC authors, and uh, that's been really great, really eye-opening. Highly recommend for anybody who is like me and enjoys devouring books to go ahead and maybe shift your focus to something that's a little bit more productive. There is, There will always be time for like fun books, but I think now is the time to read something that's gonna educate you. So that, that has been nourishing me. And also The Artist's Way. This is the cheesy thing, but I think it's just great, is the Marvel movies. I watched all of them. I hadn't seen a single one before this started, and they're all on Disney+. Plus. If you have Disney+, Plus, you can watch them all, with the exception of the Spider-Man movies. They're not on there, but everything else is. And I watched 22 Marvel movies, and it was just... At first, I was like, oh, no, I can't do the superhero thing, and then I got so into it. It's nice to watch the world getting saved in a time like this. I feel that. That's kind of what Avatar did for me. It brought me a little bit of peace and also seeing like that the youth is going to like carry us into a better, more peaceful future. Yes. So that was my marvel of quarantine was Avatar. Yeah, I definitely think that this is the time. If you've been putting off like a series or a bunch of movies that exist in the same world like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or Marvel or Star Wars, what have you. Now is the time to like get on that cultural moment train. Just ride it all the way to enlightenment. Well said. You are like bringing the wisdom today. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I think it's because I've been in my house for three months. <laughs> We're coming um, out of here like all-knowing beings, completely <laughs> yeah. aware of. Like I, I am going to walk out of quarantine, Dumbledore. Like <laughs> that is who I'm going to be. I am walking out of here as the next avatar. I have all of the knowledge of the universe. How, oh, oh, this is another thing. I, I don't know if this is becoming passe now, but like two months ago, it was like the thing to do. Is like, what kind of Zoom, Zooming stuff have you been doing? Your Zooms. What's the weirdest Zoom you've been on? 
So we had a quarantine bucket list before we all split ways for whatever reason. And we were going to throw an apartment party with just myself, Matt, Alyssa and Cash. And we threw a like jungle theme party. And we wanted one of our other friends to be in on in on the fun. So we like zoomed him in and he like danced in his apartment in Chicago. And then it was just like was the it Jonathan. F- it was Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. <laughs> and um, Jonathan just like was dancing alone in his apartment. And we were like kind of dancing together in our New York apartment, looking around like, OK, this is kind of lame. So that was definitely like the weirdest FaceTime slash Zoom experience that I've had. <laughs> what about you? That That's pretty weird. I don't think I don't think mine gets to be that weird but i guess mine would be when we did a performance of a show on zoom oh yeah because <laughs> i was i was directing a production of the jungle book at two different elementary schools uh, it was an after school program put on by a company that i worked for in chicago and so they just you know we would just go out to different elementary schools and we all did the same show we ended up having to cut that short because uh, obviously, everything got canceled, including school, as I'm sure all the parents are well aware of. Um, but we decided to go ahead and, and just finish out the semester because we were almost done anyway. So we did the Jungle Book on Zoom as best we could, and it was interesting. But, you know, it ended up being really cute. But yeah, I think that was the weirdest thing, was like doing a performance on Zoom. It was kind of like a movie, but also kind of not. I don't know. It's hard to describe. But that was the weirdest thing. Oh, and every week my church choir does does a Zoom choir rehearsal, which is weird because you can't really. I don't know if you've if you try to do this. When everybody tries to sing on Zoom at the same time, it's just like a huge disaster. It's awful. So every week we're like, okay, time to sing this song, and we all mute ourselves, and everyone's like mouthing along, and and the guy's just like playing the piano. <laughs> And then we get done, we're like, how was that for everybody? Yeah, I think I sounded okay. All right, next song. So (laughs) that's pretty weird. (laughs) It is. Well, that makes me think about our one time that we did our class Zoom meeting. That was so fun and so cute, but also kind of sad because we were all quarantining. But it was good to see everybody. It was good to see everybody. And I, I think that was at the point in the pandemic when everybody, when it was like new and fresh and we were all like really scared. And everybody yeah. was like, time to time to reconnect with every single person in my life that I've ever come into contact with. And now I think everybody's kind of over that a little bit. Um, yeah. But it was like those three weeks where I talked to like every single person I've ever talked to in my life. Those were fun. That's fun. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think like people were realizing that you can't take the people in your life for granted and... While we don't feel the need to connect with everybody in that way right now, it's still good to know that you have people in your corner that will always be there for you. And I think that was just like our instinct was to, you know, lean on the people that have been in our lives and either they're still actively a part of our lives or, you know, they've taken a few steps back. But I was certainly one of those people that was like, I have to talk to everybody that I know right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had, I had a list. I was literally checking people off a list. <laughs> I was like, did I talk to this person? Yep. Oh, that's kind of cute. Because I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody. So. Oh, kind of like your Santa Claus. <laughs> Making your list and checking it twice. Maybe I am Santa Claus. How about, since this is broke actors talking, maybe mm-hmm. we should leave on, like, 
what we're doing to stay connected to that, even though our industry has been hit, I think, the hardest of any industry. Yeah. I think, you know, it's going to be a long time before performance or any any industry that involves large crowds, which is mainly entertainment, uh, it's going to be a long time before our industry recovers from that. And I know that a lot of actors, Mm -hmm. including the two of us, are really just scared for what the future looks like. But I think maybe Mm -hmm. we should say, like, what we're doing to stay connected to our profession, even though we're not allowed to work right now. Do you want to take it away? Yeah. (laughs) I got to think. I got to think for a second. Well, uh, the artist's way, I think, has been the number one thing to stay creative. Mm -hmm. uh, And even if it's not specifically acting that I'm doing every day, I'm still making an effort to do something creative every day, whether that's drawing or writing or singing or dancing or acting, any of the things that I've trained to do. But just every day doing something creative, uh, I actually think Mm. it has been really beneficial for me to explore creative sides of myself that I never had time to when I was only doing the things that I trained to do. So I've been drawing a lot recently and I've always kind of stayed away from that because I thought, oh, I'm, I'm bad at drawing and I've, I've sort of just allowed myself the freedom to like be bad at it and then still enjoy it. Uh, and I used to write all the time. I've been writing a lot. So I think things that I'm doing to stay connected to my art is just doing something creative every day, even if it's something small, even if it's 10 minutes, just every day doing something that's creative. And that has helped me feel connected to my art and myself. So thank you, Artist's Way, for forcing me to do that, and now it's become a habit. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to agree and say the Artist's Way is the thing that kept me sane and grounded through all of this. And like you said, um, it challenged you to do creative things that you don't normally do, especially if it wasn't completely related to our training back in college. I got into painting. I've gotten more into my writing. I'm practicing piano right now because I've had training on and off for a few years now and I always just seem to walk away from it. But now is the time to get back into it, obviously. And also just acting on my artistic and creative urges when I feel like I need to sing or I want to work on a monologue or even just like dancing. I just find time to do it and I make it my number one priority for the day just so I can fulfill that need and that desire to keep making art even in a time when it doesn't feel completely accessible so that's what I've been doing and it's been really nice that's beautiful I love that oh thank you thank you I love what you said (laughs) oh I love that we have a friendship that nourishes us and that's another thing is just having friends that make you feel like you're important and that you do good things even during this time that's scary and weird that's a that's a good thing to end on also i am going to include this just in case you want to splice it in uh apologies for the fan noises because (laughs) um i feel like it's probably going to be really loud i'll also apologize for my dog barking in the background if you get to hear her i'm very sorry i didn't hear your i didn't hear your dog at all i was like listening for it because i love dogs but i didn't I, i didn't hear your dog all right everybody well i love you em I love you too, Meg. And I love 
everybody in the world for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Stay inside. Please. Stay inside. Please. Wear a mask. Stay inside. Wear a mask. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.